Welcome to episode 21 of the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women. Today, we're going to take a bit of a break from the Women of the Bible series, and instead, we're going to take a look at and talk about one of my other favorite topics, which is being a millennial, looking at our age and talking about some of the limitations that we sometimes feel because we are aging. So today we're going to talk about age, we're going to talk about our culture, and of course we're also going to talk about God and how he uses people who are both young, old, and somewhere in the middle, like most of us. All right, let's go ahead and dig right in. Hey Millennial, welcome to the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women, where you can come as you are, where you are in your faith journey. We're here to explore who God is and what he has to say through studying his words in the Bible. Hi, I'm Katherine Elise, and each week it's my intention to take important, relevant topics and examine them with you through the lens of God's Word and the good news of Jesus. If you're here for an honest look at Scripture, beyond pulling random verses out of context, open to creative ways to connect with the ultimate Creator, and hoping for some good old-fashioned critical thinking about living out your faith, you're in the right place. I mean, as a former history teacher, you know I'm not going to let us off the hook with surface level application. So grab a cup of coffee, put on your favorite sweats, and download that Bible app. Let's get started with today's topic. I'd like to begin with a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much that you use people of all ages, that no one is disqualified from serving you, and that you will qualify people and that you will use people in incredible and unexpected ways. And I pray that you would use every single woman who is listening today. I pray that you would help us to take a critical look at our culture and a critical look at what we're told um, millennials can and cannot do. And I pray that we would have grace towards other generations as well as our own. And I pray that you would speak through me today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. First, I wanted to talk about our culture and kind of the whole idea of how age is viewed by our culture. I feel like there is this kind of chasm between how the old generally think of the young and how the young generally think of the old. And as a former U.S. history teacher, I have to say that this is nothing new. This has happened to many generations over U.S. history, and it's nothing new when we talk about the way that millennials interact with baby boomers, the way that millennials interact with Gen Z. These things are not new. These conflicts are not new. And so as a young millennial, I often feel like our generation is kind of pitted against the baby boomers. I feel like in general, the millennials despise that the baby boomers are of an older generation. A lot of times I hear critiques or sometimes feel critiques towards outdated ways Sometimes it seems as though baby boomers are hesitant or unable to change. And then a lot of times millennials can feel like there's a great condescension that baby boomers have towards our generation. And of course, I am speaking in very general terms, not about specific individuals I know, but in general, when I'm reading articles, when I'm talking with millennials, when I'm thinking about how the generations are pitted against each other, those are some of the things that I think of millennials feeling in a negative way towards baby boomers. Of course, there's also positive stuff, but I kind of want to focus on what the issues are. Now, in general, again, the baby boomers tend to critique millennials' work ethics, their attitudes, 
And I see a lot of critique and a lot of times, sometimes even despising the way that millennials have leaned towards or embraced social justice issues or new ideas. And so I do see that there's almost this tension between the generations. Again, this is nothing new or unique in terms of U.S. history. Another thing I wanted to to take a second to talk about is our culture generally does value doing things when you're young. There's like this glory that you get if you accomplish something by a young age. And I know that this is a really silly example, but it's something that I remember very vividly when I was much younger. I was watching Jojo, the artist Jojo's um, Leave Get Out music video, and I was watching it on TV. And then afterwards, people were commentating on how young she was. And it was pretty incredible because she's 13 years old. And it turns out when I looked it up, you know, today, (laughs) that she was the youngest person at the time to hit the number one spot on the Billboard pop charts. And that happened in 2004. So they were kind of saying like, wow, it's, it's so, so impressive that someone did that, but it's even more impressive that someone did that at such a young age, only 13 years old. And I feel like that's just a small example, but kind of represents this bigger idea that our culture tends to glorify doing things young, doing it before you're old. And it's more impressive, the younger you can accomplish something. I want to also add to this idea that Our culture also tends to say that as we age, things get worse for us. And a lot of times that's focused on our physical bodies, our skin looking older, our bodies changing. We sometimes look at younger pictures of ourselves and and we have this wishful longing, you know, that, oh, I used to look that way and I don't look that way anymore. Now I look like this. And sometimes I think that these ideas together contribute towards a sense that because we're older, our lives are losing purpose and we've also lost our youthful energy, our our youthful vibe. And because of that, we can't do things as effectively or we have closed off opportunities. And so I think that that's something interesting to kind of think about. Now, as millennials, of course, we're older, so we probably have more responsibilities and more commitments. And we think sometimes because of those things that we've miss the boat. It's too late. We don't have the freedom to do the things that are bold, things that are courageous, and perhaps the things God's calling us to do. And sometimes we think we're not able to do those things anymore. We're like the boomers. We're stuck. So it's kind of an interesting idea there. It's just something to think about. That doesn't mean I think all the boomers are stuck. I just think in general, sometimes we can think that way. Now, our generation, the millennials, I looked it up and we are between 25 and 40 years old at the publication of this podcast episode, which is in 2021. And I think we're finding ourselves, at least I am, in this uncomfortable reality of we are approaching middle age. We are. We're not there, but we're approaching there. And maybe some of the younger millennials, like the 25-year-olds, aren't feeling as close to the middle age, but those of us that are, you know, I'm 29, those of us in our 30s are probably feeling like we're approaching that phase of life. And I want to take a look today at what it means to be an aging millennial and also take a look at what the Bible has to say too. And also kind of a 
a connection or a critique of the way that we interact with other generations. So this is this is a lot of ideas in one podcast, but it centrally comes down to where we're at as millennials and how we interact with other generations and also how God can still use us. I want to begin with what does the Bible tell us about age? First, just because we're aging doesn't mean we get to despise the young. When I went to look it up, the Bible does have accounts of young people with strong faith. There's not a ton of examples that I could find, but there are examples. And I think that sometimes as we get older, we can look down on younger generations, maybe Gen Z, maybe the younger folk, and we think of them with such a critical, angry eye, or we think that they're not capable of things. And I just want to direct our attention to a couple of examples of where that's not true in the Bible, of how young people had incredible faith and how we continue to learn today by reading about them in the Bible. We continue to learn from these young people. And for me, the biggest example is in Luke 1, when Mary, the mother of Jesus, was visited by the angel Gabriel. And in Luke 1, starting in verse 30, it says, But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How incredible. Mary is hearing this. She was probably younger than 17. There is a lot of dispute about exactly what age she was, but she was probably in her teenage years, very young. And she's hearing this from the angel Gabriel, and she has a question about it, and then she just accepts it. She has great faith that God will use her, and she's humble about that. It's just incredible. And I know that's why God chooses her, because of her strong faith and her ability to just graciously accept this mission that God has given her. And I want to use this as an example to say, you, we can't discount the young just because they don't have all of the wisdom and experience that sometimes comes with age. I'm not saying that just because you're older means that you're wiser, because I don't think that's always the case. But I do think a lot of times we've learned a lot more as we age. And so we look down at teenagers and we think, oh, they don't, they can't do as much, discount them. And I think it's so important not to do that. The youth are so, so capable. Another example I wanted to give was that King David, before he was king, was 15 years old. They think they estimate around 15 years old when he was found, identified and anointed by Samuel to be the next king of Israel at 15 years old. He knew that he was one day going to rule. Does that mean he started ruling at 15? No, (laughs) it does not mean that. In fact, he probably defeated Goliath when he was around 20 years old, could have been a little bit younger, but he doesn't take the throne until he's 30. So David does incredible things in his youthful years, and he is identified and chosen and given his calling when he is quite young. And so I think it's important not to discount someone's calling just because they're young. Does that mean that they should be given free reign and never given boundaries and never given checks and balances? No. 
Everyone needs community. Everyone needs those things in their lives. The last example I wanted to give was actually one that was really surprising to me because I have read the book of Jeremiah several different times, but I did not realize that he was pretty young when he was called to be a prophet of the Lord. And by young, I mean that many people estimate his age to probably be around 20 or maybe a little bit younger. That's incredible. Someone so young is given such an important role. And he had so many prophecies and so many warnings to give to the Israelites. And he, in fact, was very emotional over a lot of them, which is why he's known as the weeping prophet. Um, But I went back and I read Jeremiah 1. And when God calls him to be a prophet, his response is so relatable and so interesting. And he says in Jeremiah chapter one, starting in verse four, the Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and I will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today, I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. From this, I get a few different things. Obviously, God sometimes calls the young. Sometimes he gives us our mission when we're young and sometimes he doesn't. But we shouldn't despise the young for fulfilling their callings, even if they're doing it imperfectly. No one is perfect. And that's why we have community and we have checks and balances. And I also just love how God actually puts the words into the mouth of his prophet. Like he literally puts the words into his mouth. And it's not based on anything that made Jeremiah particularly qualified. He wasn't already a leader. He wasn't an obvious choice. In fact, he was young and he was worried about his youth. But God chooses people who are unqualified and he qualifies them all the time. You know, I do want to put a caveat here that based on my research, It does seem to me to be kind of rare. It seems like it's not that common to see super young, and I mean like teenagers in a leadership role. And some of the disciples were probably in their 20s, and so they were in leadership roles. So I don't want to say it's um, like just because you're in your 20s, you can't be in a leadership role. However, I do want to point out that that did seem to be something kind of rare. Several teenagers and people in their 20s are called or appointed at a young age, but they don't actually lead until they're older, like in the case of David. And that kind of makes sense to me. It makes sense to me that you need time and experience and things happening in your life that mature you to the place where you can lead from it from a position that is helpful to the people around you. But that does not mean that God cannot use the young. The point is that the young people matter. Jesus gives dignity and love to children. More than just being children, the young, they have a perspective we should listen to. Children, teenagers, people in their 20s, before 25, whatever. We should listen to them. We should learn from them. We should admire them. You know, as a former high school history teacher, 
I find young people incredible. They light me up. They make me excited. They have incredible ideas and they have passion and compassion. And in many ways, they are so wise and they often have deep insights into society and they don't get credit for those things. And sometimes in class, students would say things that would just blow my mind and totally expand my awareness of what's going on around me because they can see a lot of things that sometimes the older generations cannot see. And on another note, just because we're past our teen years and many of us are out of our 20s or close to being out of our 20s, that doesn't mean that God cannot use us either. It doesn't mean we're disqualified. It doesn't mean that we're old, that we're past our prime, that we're on the decline. That's all so ridiculous. And that brings me to my next point. Number two, it's not too late for you to have an incredible life. Millennial, it is not too late. As a teenager, I sort of remember this rush to get everything done before I was what I thought of as old, right? I remember some of my friends or just people I went to high school with, they said, oh, I want to be doctors. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, you're going to be in school for so long. And then by the time you start your career, you're going to be in your late 20s, maybe your early 30s, depending on your specialty. And I was just mind blown that anyone would be willing to wait that long to start their careers, to start the work that they really wanted to do. And I was just in a hurry. I wanted to rush to finish college. And some of that was financial, but I finished college in three years. And then I was student teaching by the time I turned 21, which was hilarious because I was teaching seniors, which is a ridiculously small age gap between me and them. And then I was, you know, married at 23 years old. And I had been teaching for probably a year at that point. And after the first two years are kind of a whirlwind for new teachers, I had no idea what to do next. It's like, okay, I got to this career. I'm married. Now what? <laughs> like, what is the next step? What am I supposed to do? I did all the things I wanted to do young. And then I got to not even that old, maybe 25. And I thought to myself, what am I supposed to do next? Like, what was the point of all of that rushing? And I mean rushing, especially when it came to my career. I do think I got married at the right time for me and the right time for my husband. But it's just interesting. It's interesting to think about that mindset, right? Why was I in such a rush with my career? I, at that point of 25, I wasn't ready for kids. So I looked for other opportunities, new roles in the church, new roles in my job. And now at 29, I am following God into starting something new, which is podcasting. Does that mean I'm going to podcast forever? Does that mean that's my permanent calling? Probably not. I think we're called to different things at different ages and different seasons of our lives. And this leads me to ask a question. Am I ever going to be at a point when I'm too old to start a new calling? If the calling's from God, the instructions are there, the purpose is given, am I ever going to be too old to start a new calling? And I think for Christians, the answer is no. I think it has to be a resounding no. But I also think that in general, millennials are in this really sweet spot right now where we're in a great place to respond to the callings in our lives. Now, we're never going to be too old to do that. But I also think that 25 to 40 is a great age to start stepping into a new role. It's a great place for new beginnings. It's actually a place where a lot of people in the Bible got their start. 
the Bible is totally full of leaders and people of faith who started doing incredible things who, or who grew in leadership roles in their 30s. And of course, the obvious example of this is that Jesus actually started his ministry at 30 years old. David, King David, was 30 when he became king of Israel. Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament, was 30 years old when he was converted. It's not too late for you. Now is a great time to start. Respond to the calling of God on your life. You can ask him, you can seek him, you can find him. And it might take practice and different tries and getting it wrong a couple of times, but you're not out just because you're in this new stage of life, just because you're in your 30s or starting your 40s. You know, it's interesting. When I first thought about youth (laughs) and, and talking about not despising the youth, actually, the first thing that came into my mind was 1 Timothy 4, where Paul is writing to young Timothy and giving him advice. And I want to read that to you and then talk about actually more things I learned about those verses after I read them and thought about them. At this point, Paul is writing to young Timothy and he's giving him different types of advice. And then in verse 11, he says, teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Until I get their focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers, and teaching them. And I think that verse 12 where it says, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young, that is a common defense for people who are in their teens and 20s who are doing incredible things for God and people are criticizing them. That definitely, that's an important point too. And like I said, we should not despise the youth, but it was really interesting upon Googling a little bit further and researching more, I found that Timothy was actually not as young as I expected. I thought that Timothy must be, you know, in his late teens or in his 20s somewhere. But actually at the time that Paul wrote this, he was probably 30 years old. And then upon further research, I discovered that in their culture, Young actually referred to people that were younger than 40. And I think that's really interesting because a lot of times, again, we despise the aging process. We think that we're quote unquote old once we reach um, 40 years old. And that's just not the case in their culture. And I think it's actually just not the reality. We're not just suddenly old, right? As millennials, I do hope that we're a little wiser than we were at 20 years old. And I think that hopefully we have a lot more sense of who we are. We probably have had some time to have our faith be challenged. Maybe we've spent some time exploring who God is, maybe separating your faith from your parents' faith. Maybe you're just learning about who God is for the first time. Maybe you've been following him faithfully for years. Um, Even with the highs and the lows that happen when you're faithfully following no matter where you're at in this process, I just want you to know that you shouldn't count yourself out. Just because you're approaching middle age, just because you're older, just because you're a mother, because you're single, because you're married, because you have no job, because you have a good job, because you have no money, because you've made mistakes, because you've walked away from your faith at some point, you're not out. Don't count yourself out. 
God uses who he chooses. You might feel like you're disqualified, but you are not. God will make you qualified when he calls you to do things. If he tells you to do something, you will be qualified for that. And your past, your past might be something that you continue to reckon with. Your current stage of life might make the calling difficult, but God will still use you and he will provide what you need to fulfill the calling on your life. That doesn't mean it's easy though. It doesn't mean it's this golden path that feels good all the time, but it does mean that we're chosen for a purpose. And it does mean that God can use us in incredible ways, no matter what age we're at. And I think as a whole, millennials are in a great position to be looking to God for their callings and responding to it if you haven't yet. Last and third point, just because we're in the sweet spot, it doesn't mean we despise the old. So kind of going back to talking about the conflict between the older generation and millennials, between boomers and millennials, I want you to take a second to consider how God is using older generations. Consider what we can learn from their successes and their mistakes. Can I also challenge us to consider them as individuals? We are called to love other people, not just when it's easy, but especially when it's hard. And loving and validating other people as a human being does not mean you agree with them. Can we recognize the humanity of other people that we don't agree with? Can we take actions towards loving them, even if we disagree? Can we see them, acknowledge them, and acknowledge our common humanity? Can we have compassion and a heart for other people, even if they're similar or even if they're different than we are? And I think this is a really important point. We can hold other generations and our own generation accountable without dehumanizing people. Because when we dehumanize people, it makes it easy to hate them. And we're called to more than that. That's the easy path. We have to take some time to think. We don't have to adopt all the ways of life and approve of everything that the older generation has said and done, but we do have to see them as humans. The last thing before we summarize here is I just want to leave you with an excerpt. It's from Psalm 92. And I want you to really listen to Psalm 92. Like take a second to really focus in on the words here. This is Psalm 92, and it's talking to the Lord, starting in verse 10. But you have made me as strong as a wild ox. You have anointed me with the finest oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the defeat of my wicked opponents. But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of the Lord. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. Friends, we can produce fruit no matter what age we're in. All right, let's summarize. 
First point is that just because we're aging doesn't mean we despise the young. The second point is that it's not too late for you to have an incredible life and one of purpose and calling from God. And the third point is just because we're in the sweet spot as millennials doesn't mean we despise the old. All right, let's go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for how you use people young, old, somewhere in the middle. Thank you that you love each and every one of us and you see us as individuals. Lord, I pray that you would hold us as individuals accountable. And yet I pray that we would be able to show each other love in that process and that we would stop this vicious cycle of dehumanizing other people. And I pray God that you would convict us and also to show us the right way to reconcile with all of the differences between generations. We love you, Lord, and thank you that you have created so many diverse and wonderful people. And I pray that the calling you have upon the life of each woman listening would become apparent. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining. I'll chat with you next week. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women. If you got something meaningful out of today's episode, please subscribe and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews help more women find the show and it helps grow our community. Plus, these reviews help me see how God is using this podcast and that, my friends, blesses me greatly. Oh, and be sure to check out the show notes for more ways to connect with me. See you next time.